Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead And some days are magical, like great banana bread Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads The voices in our heads Hey, you're still here, you didn't kill yourself Congratulations, because there's a lot going on Oh my god Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Sometimes I say that when shit's so bad and you're just like, what am I going to do, fucking explode? I got to stop looking at stuff because it's all bad. Welcome to the voices in our heads. (laughs) I'm Christina Hutchinson. I'm very exhausted from everything that's going on, from racism to sexual assault to women not being taken seriously at their jobs. There's just a lot that pisses me off. And, you know, the only way I can get through it is by making fun of these these people that are trying to keep everybody down. Oh my God. What do you do? You know, just, I want to tell you guys, whatever you're doing right now, we you doing your spreadsheets? Are you fucking, you driving? We you the kids? Sorry, I just said fuck if you're with your kids. I just said fuck. Sorry about that. Don't say fuck, kids. It's F-U-C-K. Don't say it. You're not old enough. Um, Take a moment, whatever you're doing, in your kitchen, and you could be a man or a woman or a transgender person that's not aimed towards the ladies. Um, whatever you're doing, just take a moment and breathe and look out the window. Look at a flower. Look at the look at the breeze. This is something I've been doing. I kind of just made it up. People have thought of this before me, so I'm not claiming it's an original idea at all. Nothing's original, but when I'm outside, I look at the breeze flowing through the trees and I look at, you know, all the trees around me and all the bushes around me and the flowers. And I'm like, wow, we're like all connected into this earth because we're all feeling the wind as part of our atmosphere. So I don't know. Maybe that'll help you. Did it help? Probably not. <laughs> um, shows. Shows are happening. We're back with shows. Well, meaning September. I'm going to Ireland. I rescheduled it. Hopefully that still happens, but if that second wave comes and punches us all in the taint, then I won't be going. But if it doesn't punch us in the taint yet, August 6th to the 16th, I'm going to be in Ireland. I kind of, I really want to do shows. So if you're in Ireland and you're like, I have a show, like you want to do it and it's between August 6th and the 16th, let me know. I'm flying in and out of Dublin and then I'm, I'm going, I wanted to do a solo vacation before I got a dog, but you know, sometimes life happens and the virus is like, no, no, Christina, you're going to have to practice being separate from your son and I was like okay so Kevin's gonna be missing me for those 10 days flying in and out of Dublin and then I just want to explore the entire place I have a lot of suggestions from um listeners in Ireland or people who've been to Ireland but um yeah so I have a shitload of really great suggestions thank you so much for that but I also want to do shows because if I do shows then it's a fucking write-off on my taxes but that's not the only reason why I want to do shows okay I also want to make people laugh from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you are in Denver, Colorado, September 10th through the 12th, Corinne Fisher and I are going to be at Comedy Works. I don't know if these shows are going to have full capacity. Probably not. And you're probably going to have to wear a mask. So get over it, Neil. Or whatever. Austin, Texas, Moon Tower Comedy Festival. If that that's scheduled to happen September 16th through the 19th. I'm just the messenger for now. This shit might get canceled, guys, okay? Houston, Texas, Skankfest South, September 24th through the 27th. And is anybody listening know somebody in the New York City Parks Department? Because I rollerblade past this um, East River Amphitheater every time I rollerblade, which has been like every day. Man, life's just like getting you down, bro. You got to go hit the blades. Fucking get some stress out. Fucking work your quads. Work dead ass. Oh, I love blading. I love pretending I'm an ice skater. And I love when people look at me like, wait, maybe she misses the ice. <laughs> and I'm like, I do. But if you know of anybody who works in the New York City Parks Department, I'm trying to secure a permit for the East River Amphitheater. That place is ma- that place is begging me to have a comedy show in it that's a benefit show. Come on. It's outdoor, gorgeous stage, beautiful amphitheater thing, top thing. I'm not an architect. I don't know what those words are. But you know what I'm saying. So email me. The Voices in Our Heads podcast at gmail.com. I really want to have a benefit show. Stand-up comedy show. Guys, let's do some fuckaboy theater. Okay? 
okay? It's been a while, and I'm going to do a lot of fuckboy bios and conversations, okay? I'm going to do a bunch of them because I haven't been doing them for a while because I've been sad, you know, with the state of the world and everything. You get it. But now let's just take this time to um, to lose ourselves in the stupidity of others. <laughs> um, this guy's bio on Tinder, um, his name is yours truly. Um, doesn't look like he's straight. He looks beefy. He look, you know, I mean, I'm judging a book by its cover. That's what I'm doing. And that's what you're not supposed to do. So let's read his bio. Let's read. Let's read what the the first thing he wants you to know about him in his bio. Again, this is a bio from San Diego. Just moved to Indy from Tampa. Like him thicker than a snicker, but not the whole box of Snickers. Peach emoji. Just need one cool girl, dot, 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 to kick it with. No drama, please. Please have intentions on meeting, dot, dot, dot. Not trying to be your pen pal, dot, dot, dot. I roll emoji. Have confidence in yourself, dot, dot, dot. The ellipses is like the opposite of confidence in punctuation. I'm not here to build your ego or your low self-esteem, dot, dot, dot. Yes, I work out. Don't mean I need a Barbie. What the fuck does that mean? I have confidence in myself. If you deleted me, you're lost. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, when people have confidence, but it's the wrong kind, and you're like, oh man, no one's ever going to tell you, huh? No one in your life is going to tell you. You're just going to have to coast. Please don't shoot up a school. Uh, someone tell them. Someone tell yours truly. Okay, this is a ma- another man's Tinder bio. His name is Justin. He's a straight man. Okay, ready? This is his bio. This is the first thing Justin wants you to know about him. Get this, kids. (laughs) I love being dominant. I love the willing submissiveness of a woman's body. Her softness craving to be exploited. I build my life around the idea of being the smartest and the strongest. I'm sure you do, buddy. I like to call out to the primal soul of a woman that is begging to be claimed. I'm here to seek my prize. <clears throat> if there's more, don't worry. If you don't love and hate me for what I do, and probably yourself for enjoying every second of it, then I'm not doing my job correctly. Wait, hold on. What? Hold on. Hold on. If you don't, I, I can't understand that. If you don't love and hate me for what I do, and probably yourself for enjoying every second of it, then I'm not doing my job correct. Ugh. Okay, maybe he's a sadomasochist. Just say that. Justin. Okay, this guy's name is Chandler. <laughs> His name is Chandler. And I'm going to read it like this. Okay, so be ready. This is Chandler's Tinder bio. He's only 20 years old. Again, this is his Tinder bio. <clears throat> and I'm going to read it like this. So just be prepared, okay? Lower your volume if you have to. I was in a relationship for two years and 12 girls. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I don't know what that means, Chandler. I know I'm good in bed, but I know what matters. I'd like to think I know how to communicate. And then he does the smiley face, but with the punctuations, like the arrow up, but the keyboard kind. I have never cheated before. <laughs> and then he does makes the heart out of the greater than sign in the three. If it matters, I was engaged even. <laughs> The dream we love forever, you know? Oh, my God. He's 20 years old. For girls that just want to have fun, 7.5 inches, winky face. He typed it out, though. There's a special place in hell for you, buddy. I do love committed relationships slash cuddling. I can also have sex four to ten hours. She came 15 times. What the fuck? What the fuck? This is someone's bio. Why? <laughs> oh, okay. So this girl messaged me. This is so funny. She said, I guess she was bored. This is such a good idea. And this is, I encourage other people to do this. Because dating apps, it's like, ah, you know? Going to like a beautifully lit cocktail bar on the Lower East Side on a warm Saturday night and then you see a man and he 
and he looks at you and you look back at him and you smile. That's like a, ah. Uh. But dating apps are like. <laughs> so this girl decided to have some fun with herself and she just, uh, she responded. She has a deck of, of um, cards against humanity cards. And if you don't know what that is, you basically, it's a card game and each card has various sayings on them. Some have verbs, some have sentences and you have to put together the funniest sentence. You submit it to the person whose turn it is. And they anonymously pick what they think is the funniest one. That's Cards Against Humanity. This guy, so this is so this woman was responding to these girls on on Tinder, or this woman was responding to these boys, these men, these fuck boys on Tinder with um, answers from a deck of Cards Against Humanity. So get ready. Well, this guy Lucas, um, his bio. Okay, th- okay, I think this is just a separate bio. Let me just read this real quick. This is a guy's bio named Lucas. I'm out of shape and I recently picked up smoking again. Hashtag spring broke. <laughs> wow, Lucas, you're really selling yourself there, huh? You want a mate for life, don't you? Oh, you're terrible. Okay, so this is the girl's conversations with men who, um, who are talking to her on the dating app and she's responding with Cars Against Humanity responses. Ready? Okay. Hello, Marissa. You're certainly very attractive. You're certainly very attractive. He sent that text twice. And I feel like you could probably whoop my ass. Turning poor people against each other so they don't pay attention to economic inequality. Uh, I'm assuming that wasn't for me. The devil himself. <laughs> so that's, that's one conversation that she had. Here's another one. Oh my God, this guy says so much. And she's just going to respond with the cards against humanity. Okay. So I've been sitting here trying to come up with the best pickup line. And then I thought, why don't I let you choose? Dot, dot, dot. Press one for a generic salutation. Press two. I fucking hate this guy. For a cheesy pickup line. Kill yourself. Press three for a shameless sexual advance. Press four for all the above. Hoop nugget. The game where you throw a nugget into a hoop. Well, that went way over my head, but sounds like an interesting game. Having anuses for eyes. All right, sorry. I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely confused here. I have a feeling I offended you at some point. If I did, my bad. My real dad. (laughs) That's so fucking funny. That's so funny. Oh my god! Uh, and here's a fuckboy um, theater conversation. Um, that's like relevant to the times today. So like, if this obviously this episode's going to be on the internet for like the end of time, and if you picked it up, you'd be like, oh, they they might be, you know, you could tell the dates probably around 2020 by this conversation with a with the guy with a fuck guy, a fuck guy. Yeah, you're not even a you're a fuck guy. This is this is his opening line. Woo! What is your opinion on all the protests and riots going on? I have been out there protesting and the riots are instigated by police. My opinion is that if I had been mistreated like this, I'd want to burn some shit to the ground too. Where have you been protesting at? And I believe that there has been extreme amount of mistreatment. However, (laughs) here we go, ladies and germs. However, I do believe that adding race to the problem only creates more flames. Fire emoji. Why do you say that the riots are instigated by the police? (laughs) They shot at peaceful protesters in Denver. For one, I witnessed that. Rubber bullets and tear gas on peaceful protesters the weekend before last. Oh, yeah, I heard about that in the news. You were there? What was it like? Scary. I don't know what else to say. We got the hell out quick. Is there a reason you feel so strongly about the Black Lives Matter movement? Yes, because Black Lives Matter and that fact is not being respected. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. God damn. I've never looked at it that way. Martin Luther King Jr. said that, don't give me the credit. Oh, LOL. Well, that's not something everyone would know, so. So that's dope. (laughs) And scene. (laughs) 
that guy wasn't that guy, that guy wasn't too bad that was just funny and just so you know if you're like a man listening to this part of the podcast and you're like i'm offended because not all men yeah i know we know but you know what too many of them suck so how about if that pisses you off you talk to your man friends and make sure they're not you know make sure they're not a bunch of okay i want to do a palate cleanser now and this is um i i I received an email from a listener kamaria and i read the whole email and it was really sweet oh god i love when you email me guys it's really nice oh i'm gonna get a p.o box i gotta write that down get a p.o box because then we could be like pen pals and give each other presents and some people want to send me stuff like from their company or whatever if they want me to promote it or you know whatever if it's good uh i want to get a p.o box but don't send me anthrax okay thanks love you i mean it um but this woman kamaria um listen um wrote wrote me an email and i was reading i was like oh my god that's so sweet and then at the end of the email she had shared this facebook status that she had posted that said it resonated with a lot of people and I read it and I was like this is beautiful and I wanted to read it because I just we need these reminders this the the subject of black lives matter the subject of racism this ain't going away we're not I'm not no one's fucking stop talking about it okay I personally need to um to maintain my own sanity I need to do really silly stupid stuff and post it on my social media and do things like fuckboy theater and stuff to to remember why I'm alive <laughs> But that doesn't mean I'm ever going to stop talking about racism, white supremacy. Somebody said, oh, man, I fucking wish I had a screenshot of it. This um, person on Twitter had said, uh, don't call it white supremacy because there's nothing supreme about being white. I'm like, yeah, that's, yep, we should die. And then they gave a bunch of other names. And see, I'm not prepared. I I didn't know I was going to say that. Otherwise, I would have looked it up and give this person credit and read it verbatim. But um, anyway... Let's not stop talking about this shit, okay? Because this is very important. None of us are equal until all of us are equal. All right, motherfuckers? We are in this together, okay? Anyway, so Kamaria had sent me this um, part of her email. She copied and pasted this Facebook post. And I just wanted to read it as a reminder. Um, Because we need to be reminded, okay, everybody? Listen up. This is her Facebook post. Racism is a virus. White supremacy is a virus. If you are immune to any virus for long enough, you might start to adopt a snooty self-perception and feel slightly entitled. Not that you would ever admit to it or consciously acknowledge it, but with that immunity, it allows you to take less precaution. It allows you to live your life a little more carefree. So you go out not giving nearly as much care and consideration about those who are vulnerable to the virus because it will never affect you. But with that, the virus doesn't cease. It grows, it spreads, and further pass it on to the most vulnerable. You pass it on to your kids. You continue to suppress certain individuals' entire lives in a menacing, terrifying, and dismal way. We as a country have been living in that fear for the last few months from corona. Been rough, right? This has been freaking happening. She has said it in all caps. That's right. I yelled it. Ever since the first black person stepped foot on this continent in chains over 400 years ago. And how and why are we still on this? She said it in all caps. Are we not educated enough as a society to understand how weak-minded and brainless racism is and actually do something about it? Actually fix our prison system, which takes place in slavery. Watch the 13th on Netflix, which might as well be institutionalized slavery. Oh, I should have just shut up and read it. Sure, maybe in some instances, the stupid, the scared, and the ignorant just, quote, don't get it. The other reasons are laziness, entitlement, and yep, some people are just downright unadulterated racists. They are scared. They are scared or scarred for fear they have literally created for themselves. If black people weren't the oppressed or evolved to be subservient, our perception of the black community would be so different today. It goes back, I should say this, I don't know, if it, I, you know, this woman is a black woman, she's biracial, but I just want you to know that it's not, it's not a white lady being like, guys, come on! So that's, that's I should have said that at the top. She continues. It goes back to the basics. If black people were provided the basic fundamentals of life, just like all white people are given without even thinking twice about it, people wouldn't be so fucking scared. The ghetto wouldn't be such a dangerous and bloody place to live and such an impossible place to get out. White people are scared because of a system 
our own asinine ancestors built that has been ingrained in all of our heads. We live in a system built on lies. It doesn't matter what the virus is. Pretend like it's you or your mom or your dad or your child or your sibling that could be killed by it. Pretend like it's you that could be asphyxiated to death by a cop over a counterfeit bill. Pretend like it's you who could be murdered at point blank with a shotgun by a stranger who insists it was you who was breaking into a nearby home. Pretend like it's you who could be gunned down for wearing a hood and looking suspicious. Do everything it takes to make everyone's existence just free and impartial. We fought to continue to fight the coronavirus together as a nation, as a globe. It was literally the first time we have ever fought something together because we were all scared. We were all vulnerable. How does it feel to walk around feeling like you have a target on your back? Or should I say hands? Don't touch your face. None of us want that life. And it really sucks when it is utterly out of your control and everything is already written into the laws to work against you. It is... It's almost like if COVID, for some reason, sensed weakness in dog owners. Everyone who has or has ever had a dog, you're the ones the virus wants to kill solely because you innocently and rightfully so love your damn dog. It sounds so incredibly wacky and nonsensical. There are no scientists that are going to develop a vaccine for us. We as a people need to make this vaccine. Oof, love that. By educating ourselves and being anti-racist racist relentlessly. And that's going to take a hell of a lot longer than 12 to 18 months. So please, everyone, take action. The way we all took action to protect each other from corona, fighting racial injustice should be no different. I'm not posting this picture to toot my own horn because I, was, I went to a protest. I have so much work to do. I can do so much better. This was my first protest ever, and it was incredible. 30,000 people, zero arrests. Woo, woo, show that in parentheses. So this is just the beginning. If you're interested in attending any events like this, DM me. Well, let's get that. Um, let's continue to fight this when it isn't covered in the news anymore. When the bridges in Chicago are back down. <clears throat> when the bridges in Chicago are back down that have reminded us why they're even up in the first place. When black squares and pictures aren't being posted to show you participated for one day. Let's finish what we started and let's not stop. It is so long overdue. Show black power in white face. Get every able-bodied person activating. Get your beautiful asses to the polls and get the people in locally that serve us, not the virus. That will trickle in the right direction. And white people, it's okay to say that you that you don't understand. Ask questions. You can ask me. I might not have the answers, but I'll sure try. That was Camario's Facebook post and status. Thank you for sharing that with me. And I'm going to share it with you guys. I really like that. I really like that. And I, 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 man, I just, here's another thing, a little reminder. In addition to looking out the window and looking at the breeze, rolling through the trees and the wheat. I love overpronouncing an H when nobody asked me to. The fields of wheat, in addition to looking out the window at, at, at wind and feeling one with the earth, guys. Also, you know, do a lot, you know me, I, I do a lot of introspection. Is that the right word? We're going to say, sure. I look inside myself. And I, it, it probably seems to somebody listening to this podcast and following me, not necessarily just on social media, but if you just listen to this podcast and that's what you hear out of me, and with guys we fucked, available on Luminaries, always to 99 a month. Seriously, you should subscribe. Um, I'm really into digging into myself. But I, this cannot be you know, said enough times. You can't do that all the time, guys. I feel like I did somebody's, I did this woman, Nora, asked me to do her podcast called Arab American Psycho. Get it on iTunes. Listen to it. It's really great. She was great. She was such a great host. And, um, and uh, we were talking about a lot of, a lot of things. And one of the things that we were talking about is I, I, it's, I think it's so important to ask yourself, are there, situations in life that I feel superior to somebody else for whatever reason you don't have to publicize this but you have to ask yourself that that's uncomfortable isn't it yeah because you don't want to be a dick guess what no one wants to be a dick well some people do and they're just hurting from wounds that they don't even know they have yet they don't listen to the voices in our heads they probably didn't read the four agreements get that person a copy of the four agreements 
ask yourself, man, be white people. Um, it, 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 I, I'm, I'm starting to understand how much white people hate to be uncomfortable. And I'm like, guys, just be uncomfortable. Life isn't comfortable. This fucking blows. Looking inside yourself in fun, it's scary. And you're like, shit, what if I'm a piece of shit? Well, guess what? Siri's recording me. Why are you doing that, Siri? Hey, Siri, stop listening to everything I say, please. Okay, well, that's creepy. Anyway, ask yourself questions that make you feel uncomfortable. Do I feel better than other people? Do I feel like I'm a better person? Pay attention to how your body language changes when somebody else walks into the room. I don't know. Like, there's all these ways that you you have to examine yourself because I think ugh, I loved I loved this Facebook status so much, and and I think part one of the there's so many things you could be doing right now to help the cause and to be continuing the conversation around Black Lives Matter. There's just a ton of shit you could be doing, and which is great. So do do as much as you can. And don't stop doing it. But one of the things that's easy and it's free and you get to do it by yourself, which is great. You don't have to embarrass yourself in front of the whole world or in front of your friends. But ask yourself, do I feel superior in certain scenarios in life? Oof, it's uncomfortable. But when that woman, um, that woman Olani had been back on my comment section, I had to, I had to go, am I racist? Do I fucking, and I think, I think the answer seems to be based off of everything I'm observing is that if you're white, you kind of you have racist shit in you. It's ingrained in you. So stop fighting that you're not. Do you know what I mean? If you're white, you're automatically a part of a system and you didn't you didn't choose it. You weren't like, "I hate black people." Haha. <laughs> you that couldn't have, you know, we're not I'm not saying that. But just be open to the idea that you're probably a little racist and you don't even know it yet. Or you don't know where. Maybe you do know. But just be okay with that discomfort, man. Be okay. Because Lord knows we're creating discomfort for other people and it's unnecessary. God. Yeah. Just assume you're racist. Oh, I saw this protest sign that um, was like, I'm summarizing it. It was like, treat the racism like coronavirus. Assume you have it. Protect yourself from other... See, that's the only part I remembered is assume you have it. It said other things that were good, but did I take a screenshot and prepare for it? No. But assume you have it. Just assume you have it. I know that Domingo Ruiz says never make assumptions, but this is a little bit of a different thing, okay? This is a 400-year ingrained thing, okay? Let's just assume you have it. Everybody wins if you assume you have it because then if you have it, you work on it and fix it. It's going to take time. It's not going to be comfortable. Well, guess what, honey? Life's uncomfortable. (laughs) So take note. And the other thing is, don't deny somebody's pain. Don't deny somebody else's pain. That's mean. Don't be a dick, dude. Don't be a dick, dude. Don't deny other people's pain. If somebody's in pain, sometimes people are in pain and they throw it at you on the internet sometimes people are in pain and they throw it at you to your face and you're like well at least you're not you know at least you're doing it at least you're not a pussy and you're doing it to my face um but even if the pain has nothing to do with you and there's the person's directing at you it's okay just it's there it's there they didn't make up the pain a person in pain didn't go you know what i want to do today be in pain oh let's cry no one do- no that's not how it works the pain comes from somewhere so i think that um one of the things I I was talking to Von DiCarlo about in the in the episode that she was on was um, that quote about childhood trauma and where a lot of times for a kid, childhood trauma starts when a parent denies their reality. So if you're like really upset and your parents like, go upstairs, pussy, or whatever. I don't know. If your parents make it uncomfortable or unsafe for you to feel emotions, that's fucking traumatic, man. It's fucking traumatic. So don't deny somebody else's pain. If they're in pain, it might, you might, you probably didn't cause it, but guess what? Something did and it hurts and we should be a little more considerate of other human beings. God, am I like the less smart Gandhi? Maybe. (laughs) Wasn't, was Gandhi a sexual predator? I feel like everyone was. God damn it. You know, 
lot of, lot of people be sexually predator predators. A lot of people sexually per- predators. Yeah. A lot of people are sexual predators. There we go. Four times a charm. A lot of people are sexual predators. And that can't be talked about enough either. Motherfuckers is dating 15-year-olds. We're trying to fuck 15-year-olds. And I'm going to comment on all that on this week's episode of Guys We Fuck. Corinne and I are going to get into that. This is, I swear I'm not setting this up to be an ad, another ad for Download Guys We Fucked on Luminary. I really want you to do it. I'm going to save that bulk of the conversation, though, for Guys We Fuck, just because that's, you know, the topic of the podcast. Something else I forget if I mentioned on this podcast, but um, I might have. And if I did, you know what? Whatever. It's a cool concept that I want to promote. But a lot of people are talking about defunding the police and a lot of scared people are too scared to do their own research or like, but that, that means a robber's going to rob me every night and I'm going to get right. No. And also, I've heard a lot of people having terrible stories about the cops when it comes to investigating their rape. So maybe they're not doing the best job. Maybe it shouldn't be their job. Maybe we should hire somebody who's well-versed in the subject from a psychological standpoint. You know? A trauma expert. That's somebody who I would want to help me with my rape. Not a cop. Anyway, the Obama Zoom that he did a couple weeks ago, um, and he had various guests on, and they were talking about the idea, and this idea is just, it's stuck into my head, because I, I, think, I think most, we gotta start thinking this way. Thinking of a budget as a moral document. That is a very powerful concept, I say. I mean, I didn't say it. Somebody else did. Don't give me, don't give me credit. Um, but a budget as a moral document, it's, that's interesting. If you think about how, what do we spend the most money on in America? Fucking guns for our military. Cool. Yay. Be, have defense, you know, have, have fancy things for if something happens. Yes. But do we need to spend as much money as we're spending? I feel like, the cops getting a budget and then spending a lot of it on military-grade weapons that are only going to make things worse. When have the cops having military-grade weapons made anything better? Think about that. Think about all the times in history where a cop was like, I got this machine gun, and everyone was like, yay. No, that's not it. There needs to be empathy in police. And so that's why defunding it is a great idea. And no one is saying, no one who is for defunding the police is pro-robbers and rapers, okay? But have, it just, it can be figured out another way. And there's a lot of organizations that have have drawn out plans. Here's here's an option of a way to approach this. Because that's a big undertaking, man. But it's doable. Because we all got to put our thinking caps on, y'all. We all got to think hard. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm going to think hard on what I do for a living, which is ha-ha. But thank God we have people thinking hard and working hard who are being elected to local office. Oh, P.S. Fucking vote. The primaries are happening in New York today for Congress. And I watched the debates with my friend the other day, all three candidates. One of them was sick. So we watched three, and I was like, you know, if any of these guys won, I'd be excited. So that's cool. But make sure you know when you can vote. Because if you're over 18 and you don't fucking vote and you live in America, I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to punch you in the taint. Okay? Okay. God, I'm so weird. And I don't even care. I keep physically injuring myself. Ugh. You know... Usually when Mercury's in retrograde, I like feel it. And then I go on the pattern app and I'm like, it's Mercury. And the pattern app's like, yeah. And I'm like, I fucking knew it. I didn't have that feeling this time around because, honey, Mercury is in retrograde. Don't worry. I checked. Mm-hmm. And um, hi, Kevin. Kevin did your shit. Kevin doesn't shit on the floor anymore because he's a big boy. Mommy, wow. I shit outside now. All right. 
Chad can't yell at me for that because I'm this isn't guys who fucked. God, I I I'm guys who fucks where we have a lawyer um, listen to the whole podcast and if we say anything incriminating or say somebody's name we shouldn't have like if someone could sue us basically he listens to the whole thing and says don't do that and it, I I break out in a song so fucking much and I can't do it anymore on guys who fuck and so I'm just scarred from it. It's really difficult not to be able to break out in song when you want to. Thank God I have this platform to do so. Because Chad would have whipped my ass via email if he heard that jingle. Uh, but yeah, I keep physically injuring myself. Um, two days ago, I was playing with Kevin um, in my living room. And I have this game. I'm not going to waste time explaining it to you because you have to be there. But I pretend I'm like a big monster. And I run around and I go to like, I scoop him up. And I went to scoop him up and my my pointer finger on my left hand I just jammed into the floor because he moved because he's a little sly motherfucker and my my pointer finger jammed into the I it's like I punched a wooden the wooden floor with my pointer finger that's what that's what that ended up playing out as that's not what I intended and oh man when I hurt myself these are the two reactions I have when I physically hurt myself Sometimes I'll get really angry depending on the mood, but I feel like maybe that was like a trauma response because I haven't been angry um, as a reaction to physical pain in a while. But the other reaction I have is that I just start laughing and I'm like, oh, that ain't good. Oh boy. And I just watched my finger grow two sizes thicker in a matter of minutes. And I was like, oh man. And I can't play Pete. Now all I want to do are things that involve me using my pointer finger that I can't do. I'm like, I can't play piano. Like, my finger's so fucking fat right now. And I went to the drugstore, and I got a little ice pack. But it hurts. So The first day, it hurt so bad. And I so I went to CVS. Oh, it hurts so bad. And I'm a little bitch, let me tell you. When it comes to pain, I can take emotional pain. Oh, man. <laughs> you can fucking annihilate me emotionally. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm a survivor. But if I fucking stub my finger, oh, watch out, world. I need some cuddles. So I'm just, I'm just such a little bitch about it. And because um, I can be, and I think it's kind of funny because I'm living alone. I would never dare have that behavior in front of somebody else. Yes, I would. Who am I kidding? But I went to CVS with this swollen finger and I was like, I'm going to get a little, you know, splint or whatever. And then I was, <laughs> I kept hitting my fucking finger in CVS, the finger that I hurt. I'm like, God damn it. And then I went to check out and there's there's only robots now at CVSs, so you gotta go to the to the com- computer to do it. And so I went to the computer, and then the shit wasn't scanning, like, it, or it, and it kept. Oh, I fucking hate. I when I'm having a bad day and I am face to face with a CVS computer cashier, and it's just like, um, you didn't put the item in the bag, and I'm like, yes, I fucking did. And you know when I'm in like a ah, mood. It's just I feel like the the cash the remote cashier robot cashier knows it and they're like none of this weight matches the items that you're scanning I'm like oh come on and the guy had to scan it and he was just laughing at me at my frustration then I started laughing because I was like this is hilarious because who gives a shit right and then when I went to leave it took me way too long to check out because everything was like um this item's fucked up um get another item I'm like what I have never even heard these prompts from a robot cashier at CVS I've been going here for years. And I went to leave and then I my knee kicked the bagging area and it was one of those things like, you know when you eat your funny bone and you're like oh god I don't know if this is why they call it a funny bone but every time I hit that bone in my elbow I just laugh because I'm like oh what is happening I'm seeing stars is someone hugging my intestines on the inside why does it feel like that I just hit my elbow well I guess there's a spot on your knee that gives you the same reaction and I found it don't worry um because then I hit my knee and it hurts so I hit whatever spot this delicate little metal bar hit my knee not even that hard and I was limping out of the store like a little bitch and the guy was like have a good day and I was just laughing oh man I was oh I was laughing and then I went home I checked my pattern app and I was like it's mercury and retrograde and the pattern was like yeah <laughs> gotcha bitch I'm like that's funny Okay, we'll laugh at this because there's serious stuff happening. I mean, 
what, what are we doing, guys? You know, if, if you're another, I'm going to just remind you, I'm going to tell you what to do throughout this episode. Give you tips, life tips. This is not a contract by all means, but I invite you to come along for the ride and experiment with these. When you hang out with somebody, because now we're hanging out with each other, a little one-on-one, put your fucking phone away. And my anger is at me in this sentence because I'll find myself hanging out with friends that, and I don't do that very often. Well, one-on-one, and then I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, Christina, put your fucking phone away. Put your fucking phone away, Kevin. Are you biting the wire? Hell no, Kevin. That is how I get the file onto the computer. God damn it. Kevin, no. I will feed you. God, you're acting like a little orphan Annie over here. God damn. Kevin, seriously, don't. But that's the wire I need. And if I, if you bit that, mm, he didn't. Thank God. Because I swear I can only take so many injuries today. What was I talking about? <laughs> I hope you find this fucking shit entertaining, guys. Because I don't know what I find it. I find it a relief. It's like a tunnel and I'm barfing my soul into it. There's so much pet stuff in the world, guys. Oh, yeah. So that was the other reminder. I was, that's where I was at before Kevin got hungry on my cord. Um, put your fucking phone away if you're hanging out with somebody. I've caught myself a couple times. And don't get, don't be like, oh, man, I can't do anything right. Because that's not going to help anybody. Just be like, oh, put your fucking phone away. Hear my voice when you find yourself browsing through your Instagram feed. What are you going to get out of that? You're in the presence of another person. Look them in the eyes and say hi. Ask them how they're doing. Fucking drop the Instagram. I know it's addicting. I get it. Because sometimes it's like, well, I could just be social by being on my couch. But you got you to gotta look other people in the eye, guys. If we're trying to solve racism and rebuild a system that lets everybody thrive, you got to be present, man. You got to look other people in the eyes. Be there. Okay? Don't run away. Sit in the driver's seat of the car you call your life. There's this book I'm reading that I mentioned a few times on here called The Art of Communicating. And it's by an author. And I looked up how to pronounce this author's name because I'm trying to actively respect cultures and and not be like, I guess this is how you pronounce it. I don't want to do that. That's fucking rude. And I'm sorry for all the times that I've done that. But I looked at this video. I looked up a video on how to pronounce this author's name. I'll spell I'll spell it for you. I'll spell it for you and you can you can. But the um the first name is there's three names. First is T H I C H. Then the middle one is N H A T. And then the last name listed is H-A-N-H, okay? That's the author. And I, I, was, I was like, you know what? Before I say this guy's name and just fucking guess out of my asshole, let me look up a video. It takes five fucking seconds to respect somebody else's culture and look up a fucking video on how to pronounce it. The problem with this video is it was a montage of all these people pronouncing it, and they fucking pronounced it differently. Tick not Han is how I'm going to say this is pronounced based off the average pronunciation on this video. Like there's just montages of him being introduced on a TED Talk stage, you know, all these stages. And all of them, they were pronounced differently. But Thich Nhat Hanh is the one that was most prevalent. And then Barack Obama was like, Thich Nhat Hanh. And I'm like, whoa, that's really good. I can't top that. Although maybe I just did. Maybe it's like, yeah, he did a good one. I was like, damn, you mad respectful. So anyway, Thich Nhat Hanh is the author of the book, The Art of Communicating. It's such a good book. It's such a good book, especially if you're a little temperamental gal like myself um, and you want to have more empathy in your communication. There's a chapter I want to play, a little excerpt called Beginning Anew, and it talks about just beginning with a new person, you know, somebody you've, you've been friends with a person for a really long time and you have an argument you have the opportunity when you're when this person is mad at you because let me tell you something if you wanted if you wanted if i was a prisoner of war and they were like how do we torture christina to tell us all all the secrets all they have to do is say everyone's mad at you and they hate you and i'd be like oh when i was seven i stole from the salad bar at the grocery store i would fucking because that's the least thing i want to feel It's like people are mad at me. So this chapter, it's um, chapter nine of the book, The Art of Communicating. And he speaks about this concept of beginning anew where, um, you know, you have an opportunity if somebody's mad at you. I can't even say it without getting the willies um, to start anew and start start on a new foot, a new platform, a more evolved space with with that person and whoever they are. Okay, I'm going to play you a clip. 
from The Art of Communicating by Thich Nhat Hanh, and it's chapter nine. Okay, ready? And we're going to comment on it sometimes, so be prepared. Beginning anew. Aw. When a difficulty arises in our relationships and one of us feels resentment or hurt, a good practice to try is called beginning anew. Okay, tell me more. To begin anew is to look deeply and honestly at ourselves, Ooh. our past actions, speech, and thoughts, mm. and to create a fresh beginning within ourselves and in our relationships with others. Beginning anew helps us develop our kind speech and compassionate listening Ooh. because it is a practice of recognition and appreciation of the positive elements of another person. Recognizing others' positive traits allows us to also see our own good qualities. Along with these good traits, we each have areas of weakness, such as talking out of our anger or being caught in our misperceptions. Ain't that the goddamn truth? As in a garden, when we water the flowers of loving kindness and compassion in each other, Stop it, Kevin. we also take energy away from the weeds of anger, jealousy, and misperception. We can practice beginning anew every day by expressing our appreciation to the people we care about oh, and apologizing right away when we do or say something that hurts them. Oh, yeah, we can also politely let others know when we have been hurt. Hi, Kevin. You're really hurting me because I'm trying to play this thing. See, he doesn't understand words. I'll feed you in a second. Sorry. Let's continue. <gasps> Kevin, how do you get your dog to shut the fuck up? Because <sighs> he barks when. <laughs> Kevin, what do you want from me? I'll, I'll do it in a second. Hey, I love you so much, honey. I will, I will be right with you, okay? See, I wish he could understand words. That's the problem with talking to your dog. He doesn't understand what you're saying. <laughs> Formal beginning anew can be done weekly in families and in work situations. It is a three-part process. Watering flowers, expressing regrets, and expressing hurts and difficulties. Such a beautiful concept. This practice can prevent feelings of hurt from building up over weeks and helps make the situation safe for everyone in the workplace or family. Flower watering is the first part of the practice. Flower watering is simply showing appreciation for the others in your family or work community. People do it one at a time, waiting until they feel moved to speak. The others let them speak without response. Oh, that's hard. It is helpful for people to hold a vase of flowers or some object in front of them as they speak, so that their words reflect the freshness and beauty of the flowers. During flower watering, the speaker acknowledges the wholesome, wonderful qualities of the others. It is not flattery. We need to speak the truth. That is a very important difference. Everyone has strong points that can be seen with awareness. No one... Even the worst people, guys. ...can interrupt the person holding the flowers. Each person is allowed as much time as needed, and everyone else practices deep listening. When one person has finished speaking, he or she stands up and slowly returns the vase to the center of the room. We should not underestimate the first step of flower watering. When we sincerely recognize the beautiful qualities of other people, it is very difficult to hold on to our feelings of anger and resentment. We naturally soften, and our perspective becomes wider and more inclusive of the whole reality. I mean, what a fucking quote. Kevin is just running laps around the apartment. Sorry about that, guys. But what a quote. I love that quote. We're just going to, that's all I wanted to, to, to share with you from that book. What a quote. When we sincerely recognize the beautiful qualities of other people, and it's fucking hard, especially if you're real angry at them, and not everybody deserves forgiveness. I mean, you forgive people for yourself, not for that person. Some people are terrible. So in really extreme situations, flower watering may not be the best technique but in in lesser electrified situations when we sincerely recognize the beautiful qualities of other people it is very difficult to hold on to our feelings of anger we naturally soften and our perspective becomes wider and more inclusive of the whole reality i mean what a quote because there's so many ways that we feed our own suffering guys so many ways we eat the whole bag of chips we watch the news too much. We fucking do a lot of stuff to feed our own suffering. So 
Oh, and this is another quote I wrote down. Mindful awareness. Let's let's us look for the supply food to our suffering. Okay. So if you're if you're aware, you can see the streams, the supply streams where you're feeding your own suffering. And then you're like, wow, it's real shit show in my head, huh? And you're like, yep. And then you're like, oh boy. And you're like, yeah, we should just go outside. So guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Voices in Our Heads. I'm fucking all over the place. I hope you had a great day. If you want to email me, it's the Voices in Our Heads podcast at gmail.com. You can rate and review on iTunes. I would really appreciate that. Um, and I love you very much. And have a great week. I'll talk to you on next Wednesday. So much is gone. But you can always come around Why don't you sit with me for just a little while Tell me what's wrong You say